Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, John Bernadovich. Thank you so much for listening. Please consider liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope to find out what it takes to do HR like a boss. On today's show, I am joined by Kelly Veach. Kelly is the co-founder of an amazing company. She's going to share with you about that in just a few seconds. And by the way, she's a huge fan of the HR Like a Boss podcast as a listener. So Kelly, welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Hi, John. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm very excited to be here. We're excited to have you. So Kelly, tell us about the important work that you're doing at the company you co-founded. Absolutely. So the company that I co-founded with my co-founder, Melanie, the name is Shaka, and we are a company culture application for HR and company leaders that are really struggling to promote and create culture in a remote environment. So we do this in a few different ways, but the ultimate goal is to pr promote employee engagement and employee camaraderie across departments and across different tenures. We offer different ways of doing this since we know that not every feature is gonna be an employee's favorite cup of tea. So we've got a few different features. We've got randomized coffee chats, and then we've got different wellness challenges and mindfulness challenges. And then the last one is our communities feature, which allows employees to um, connect with like-minded individuals based on things that they enjoy doing. So like a hiking club or a booking club, um, things like that. So really excited for what we've got going with Shaka. Um, and yeah. Awesome, Kelly. Now I'm so excited for that. I wish Shaka was around 11 years ago when I started Willery virtually. We sure, certainly could have used some of those helpful tips and ideas. I know building a culture in a virtual environment is really difficult. Well, you can build a culture in pretty much anything, but to build one that's successful and award-winning and you can use to your advantage as an employer is certainly something that uh, as an HR professional, any tool and resource you can to advance your organization's culture and the values and make sure that your employees are engaged, that's a very meaningful investment. Why don't you tell people while you have a second how they connect with you? I see uh, there's probably an easy way to get out to your website in case someone's listening in saying, I, I got a virtual company, my culture, I'm struggling with it. And I remember this Kelly on this HR Like a Boss podcast. How do they get a hold of you, Kelly? Absolutely. So you can find us at joinshaka.com. That's J-O-I-N-S-H-A-K-A.com. You can reach out to us there. You can schedule a demo. You can poke around our product, see our pricing, things like that. Um, but really, no matter what you're looking for, um, we're also on social media. So you can eat up all of our culture content and, and connect with us that way as well on all of the major social media platforms as well. Fantastic. I'm sure people will. All right. So the, the purpose of today's podcast is the same as always, to try to get to the bottom of what's going on to, in order for companies and our listeners to do amazingly awesome HR. And I always ask every guest that joins our show with the very first question about what is the purpose of human resources? What say you, Kelly, about that? Absolutely. So as I reflected on this question, to me, the purpose of HR is right within the name. It is keeping humanity in work. So keeping people at the center of decisions. And I think it's, it's really easy to get lost in the functionality and the operations and 
compliance, you know, keeping the lights on if you run your own business, um, deadlines, all that jazz that we lose sight of what an organization is really doing for people. Um, and that's providing them with a means to make a living, a means to good health and happy lives through benefits and a means to exercise their creativity and their professional development through um, talent development and things like that. A means to feel safe and supported. Um, and then lastly, you know, just a means to socialize. I think we forget that for many that have families, the office is very much a social outlet and without it, um, new ways to connect with coworkers is not necessarily work related, um, needs to be blocked off during the day. And so it's human resources job to really keep that at the center of things. Um, when, you know, when days get busy and when, you know, different departments have different deadlines that they need to, to make and stuff. Yeah, no, that's really great. Humanizing work and personalizing it for every single, single individual employee that works because everybody gets a little something different out of work. It's kind of like I use the analogy all the time, like back in the 80s and 90s, if you went to McDonald's, maybe even still today, I don't go to McDonald's that often, but you got ordered a cheeseburger. It had the same cheese those disgusting onions that were on there when I was a kid, they used to peel off the mustard and the ketchup. You couldn't get it customized to you. Now you go buy a burger like five guys and they'll make it any way you want with any kind of topping that you want. And I think culture, like creating a, a world winning culture is about diversity. It's about having different thoughts that in people and way that they see life and business, because in that it, it, it creates such a unique dynamic for you to serve your customers, which again are very diverse in their walks of life and the roles that they have, et cetera. So it's really cool work, Kelly. I'm glad to see that you and your partner launched that organization. And I hope as a result of today's podcast and your other sales and marketing initiatives that you have success because it's wildly important for, uh, for human nature to, be feel, to feel satisfied at work. And HR is right at the forefront of that every single day. Absolutely. So let's talk about your kind of trends that you're seeing with your customers and as you're developing your application and, and your service offering, what, what are you seeing that the trend in human resources that's making the biggest impact on your business or in your client's business? Yeah, so I think that this is really twofold. On the one hand, I think that we see, what we see most often um, is that Generation Z is here. Um, my co-founder and I are fall right on right in between, you know, the millennial and Gen Z generation. Um, we've written a, a book, an ebook on Generation Z and what it is that they're looking for in cultures and what they're looking for in the workplace. Um, and you know, at the beginning, at the beginning of the pandemic, trying to learn a new industry or trying to learn how to be professional and all these things can be really tough in a remote environment. So Generation Z is really thirsting for a community and a place, you know, they're looking for mentorship, they're looking for friends within a workplace. And so allowing from the HR side of things, allowing and providing them with tools um, to foster that connection and foster that mentorship um, within your remote culture is going to be really, really important. And then Secondly, um, I would say a big trend that we're seeing is streamlining of um, different softwares and different platforms. We hear a lot from our clients that 
there are too many softwares. There are too many softwares for our employees to log into, too many passwords to remember. And honestly, there's, a pa there's an app for that also. If you have too many passwords to remember, there's an app to remember your passwords. Um, and so I think that streamlining all of those platforms and places that employees need to log in is really important, which is why we're, we're really trying to make Shaka the culture hub for our clients so that there's a one-stop shop for employees to really get in there and engage with employees about things that are not necessarily work, um, but, but really trying to streamline that process for our clients as well. Yeah, and st streamlining and simplifying brings a word into my mind about creating clarity and making sure things are as clear as possible. And I'm just curious, Kelly, as you think about that, leadership teams oftentimes struggle with being clear and kind. I know that's a Brene Brown term for those of you that have read her books. But I'm just curious as to like the aspect within your application or the work you're doing with your clients how do we help leadership teams become more clear about what's most important to them as they serve their employees and their, and their, and their clients? Yeah. So when I thought about, when I think about clarity and culture and those two things kind of don't necessarily go hand in hand because culture is such an abstract thought or it, or it can be an abstract. I mean, how do you measure culture? How do you, how do you see culture? You don't necessarily, they're not necessarily steps to creating culture um it's but you know it when it's there you feel it when it's there um and so to that point i think that you know in our remote culture we are trying to figure out what culture looks like in a remote environment and leaders are really trying to figure out what it looks like um, to create that culture within the confines of a computer screen um, and so I think, you know, it's going to take some time before we figure that out. But I think at the end of the day, um, we're all striving and aiming for it. And eventually we'll land on, on what that looks like. And it'll be a little bit more clear as we go on. Yeah, I, I, you can't buy a culture. You can't put a foosball table in everyone's house in your environment, right? Because everyone's virtual. You can't, I know companies in the past had tried to build like these beer coolers and all this fancy stuff that they thought, well, okay, cool. We'll make this office setting really amazing. And then people want to stay and our culture will be great. And obviously maybe in some cases that worked, but it wasn't the, the cold beer. It was just the environment that people, that people enjoyed working there. It's like, to me, culture is about how you make people feel simple as that. And I know there's a level of engagement studies you can do. And I'm sure you and your partner and your business are driving a lot of that level of engagement and to me, the measurement of culture, and I know you didn't ask me the question, but you said it wasn't me measurable. I, I, I'm going to challenge that thought to say, you know, what? I think culture can be measured by how productive are your employees? Are we uniformly productive? Are we attracting the type of talent within our culture that we want? Are we looking for top performers? Are we looking for some other category uh, as it relates to that performance uh, in that sense? What, what's your level of turnover? So people that like working at an organization that makes them feel good, they normally will stay and ones that don't will leave. So what's your turnover rate? And then I'll, I've had this conversation recently with a couple of my colleagues is that, you know, you can throw a lot of money at a lot of problems. And in some cases, maybe they'll get a little bit less worse, but money will never solve a challenge. So if your culture is bad and you think, oh, we'll just be at the top 
percentile of uh, the comp range in our community and we'll just pay people to tolerate this, then you know, to me, that doesn't work. So your ability to, to connect with people, your ability to give them work that's meaningful, that they're engaged in, and that when someone asks them, how do you like working at fill-in-the-blank companies? Like, you know what? I really like working there. They got good people. I like the business that they're, they're doing. And you know, by the way, they're doing some good in the community too. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, speaking of companies that do amazing stuff, I have to give a very thankless and shameless plug to Willery, which is near and dear to my heart. Willery has supported and sponsored the formation and continues to provide resources to put on this podcast, the HR Like a Boss podcast. For those of you that do not know, Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with their search and staffing services along with a unique client-side HR technology consulting practice. So if you're struggling to find top talent in your HR and payroll team, or you're not getting the return on your investment in your HR technology, please visit willery.com to learn more. That's W-I-L-L-O-R-Y.com. And as I was reading that, Kelly, I was thinking of the fact that you were talking about simplifying technology and make it easier. I know we get challenged with that quite a bit, from that particular perspective on clients that are struggling with their HR tech, there is nothing worse than investing in a technology that you don't feel like you're getting an ROI from. Definitely. Yes. All right. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about the book and uh, the concept of HR like a boss. One of the core concepts in it is loving what you do and building relationships. And I know this is kind of a teed up question for you, Kelly, as a co-founder of a technology it's around relationship building and cultures how can HR model the behavior of loving what they do and the people that they serve? So I think that as HR leaders, you know, it can be, you can be put in some pretty tough situations and we can be strapped really thin. Um, we can wear a lot of different hats and, you know, have a lot of different things asked of us. And it's not necessarily our, our job to be happy at work. It's not necessarily our job um, to make things look easy or make things, you know, look pleasant or anything. However, but leading by example um, and showing others that, you know, you can be happy at work. Happiness at work is a choice. Um, really, I would argue that no other department in the world of business has as much of a ripple effect on culture um, and connecting their people with work happiness as human resource does. And it really starts by, by leading by example. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. I think there's so much to be said about that in the sense of, you know, this, this word love, I use the word love in the book on purpose because it is, you know, generally in, in an organization and in, in, in a company, like how often do you hear the word love at work? And I think it's important to, to express yourself and how you feel. And is there, is there a stronger word than saying, I love what I do every single day? And, you know, I always measure that by, could your employer offer you no pay for a week. I know in HR, we won't do this. So this is just a fictitious hyperbole situation, hypothetical, I should say. But would you do your job for free for one week? Do you love it that much that you would, you would do that for, the, for whatever reason? We're going to donate your pay to, you're going to get paid it, but we're going to donate it to a nonprofit or what the case is. And I, I would challenge all the listeners right now that, that would you would you would you accept that deal from your employer? Yes, I would because I love what I do and I believe in the purpose and the mission and the values of the company. 
I think, I think lo love, love makes you do some wild and crazy things as we all probably know in our life and not getting paid to work sounds like a wild and crazy thing, but there's something meaningful behind that Kelly. And, and I really feel like that that's really important. And, and it, it makes me think about this idea of, of HR and it's, it's, a, it's, it's ability to serve, I'll call two Kings where oftentimes you're serving the employee employee population and you're serving the employer. And that can be very confusing. I know there was an article written in the Harvard Business Review a number of years ago, somewhat controversial about it's time to split HR into two. One that was focused on administrative-like tasks and the other was focused on, I'll call more leadership and organizational development. What, what are your thoughts on, on that concept and how specifically how might that impact your client's business? Absolutely. I you know, when I think about this, I think that you're asking HR leaders to de devote more of their time. Again, we're so strapped for time. Um, we've got half of our day that's eaten up with tasks and administrative things. And that's just kind of like numb mind work you work through. And then you really have the other side, which is very much strategic. Um, and I would think that culture falls into that strategic bucket, more of those overarching um, visions and goals that the company has. And so when I think about my clients and our customers that we're serving, I do think that if they had some, you know, administrative help or they had, you know, very dedicated personnel that worked more on the HR administrative side of things, then some of the individuals that we're working with would have a lot more time to devote to um, creating culture and really making employees feel that they're a part of building that culture as well. They could they could devote a little bit more time to that. So, yeah, and I think when I started off my firm, I did not like develop this strategic plan of how do you create a world class, award winning culture. And the the recipe, as I look in hindsight, for me was trying to do business in a way that felt comfortable for me, treating people uh, with dignity and respect, and how I'd want to be treated in return. And then being very fortunate of hiring some really great, talented people to start off who trusted in me when I was first starting out my business and there wasn't a bunch of money hanging around in our bank account to build out this organization that was going to try to be different. I really had no plan. I just thought I'll just do the best I can every single day. And you stack enough of those days on top of each other. Well, now that we're almost 12 years old at Willery, one of my main jobs as the CEO of our business is to protect the culture that has been created. And because for us, it has become a unique distinguishing factor in our community to have a virtual based business that has an award winning culture. And there is some intention around what I'll call protecting and amplifying that culture. Whereas in the past, when I first started out the firm, oh gosh, I, 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 if someone would have asked me what kind of culture do you want to have, I wouldn't even know how to answer that question. That being said, again, Kelly's got this really cool tool that they've developed. Do not, again, forget that website, joinshaka.com to check it out because I can tell you having a great culture can make a lot of things in your business easier. And right now, first and foremost, is attracting and retaining talent. And having that opportunity uh, to have some form of technology to support you with that. And I'm sure the team there at Join Shaka can, can provide more details. So, Kelly, I'm going to get you out of here on this after that unique plug I just gave you and your, your organization. Didn't have to pay for that, which is awesome, but glad to have you on the show. 
I have all guests end on the very last question. The book is called HR Like a Boss. The podcast has the same name of HR Like a Boss. So how would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? I think three different things come to mind when I think about someone who does HR like a boss. Number one, I think that they are steadfast. I think they're unmovable in the company's mission and their values. And they're also unmovable in their own character and their own judgment. But they're also, number two, adaptable. They understand that different parts of their character need to be called up to the plate in different situations and in different roles that they play within their job. But then overall, I think that someone who HR is like a boss, they're sincere. They give their tasks their full attention. They give their tasks their best effort. And then they give their people their genuine respect, not only for the things that they do, but for the people that they are. Awesome, Kelly. And I'm going to tell you something that you just said that's the second guest in a row. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this in the Webster's Dictionary, but can we get HR like a boss to become a verb? Who HR likes a boss? That's what you said. So that. can we find a way to get that word or that phrase into the dictionary? <laughs> that would be fantastic. So that that's my now that that's my new mission to find a way to do that. But you've been an awesome guest. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a few just quick snippets of things that you shared on our time together, Kelly, so that my 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 anyone listening can say, hey, real quick. What, what did you think of today's show? I really enjoyed when you talked about humanizing work and what your tools and resources that you're building at your organization platform and helping to socialize work in a virtual way. It's, it's not easy to do. You got to be incredibly intentional about it and having some tools to help you. The fact that, which ties really well to some of the experience I've had around simplifying your technology, making things easier for those that consume it. So I know you're putting a lot of effort into that. I loved your term of the ripple effect on the whole organization, HR's influence and the ripple effect it can have across it. And culture is very strategic. It can become a major differentiator for employers. And the last word you used about someone that does HR like a boss is they're steadfast in their values and the person that they are and the decisions that they make. So Kelly, thank you so much for being on today's show. Thank you, John. Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating or review. And better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.